so I really started from the scratch and understood at one point on my healing journey that the most impacted aspect of ourselves is the nervous system. This is the software. This is how we experience life. It has been shaped from childhood. It has been shaped throughout our life. And really on this journey of healing is the part of us that has the potential to take us on the deepest aspects of healing. Welcome to Make Bank with Marie Wold. I'm Marie, and for the last decade, I've been helping women set and hit unrealistic goals while building their definition of a rich life. This podcast is your ultimate destination for unfiltered discussions about personal development, entrepreneurship, wellness, confidence, wealth building, relationships, and so much more. We're creating our dream lives together, and I'm so glad you're here. Now let's jump into today's episode. I knew I had to bring this week's guest onto the show because a regulated nervous system is so underrated. And this interview with Allie Wise is the unlock to understanding and mastering that very thing. Now, if you're newer to learning all the nervous system stuff, you might not realize this, but our culture and like modern lifestyle is literally working against our best interest of having a regulated system where we are grounded and in control and able to actually be in the driver's seat of our lives instead of getting stuck in fight, flight, freeze, or just autopilot. So Allie and I go deep into identifying dysregulation, healing, regulating, and connecting all of the pieces so that you can create your own reality and realize your potential. Now, if you don't know Allie, she is a transformational somatic coach, author, and the founder of the holistic self-healing framework, The Reconnection Process. Through her programs, teachings, and products, Allie has helped thousands of people reconnect their embodied sense of self, heal at deep levels, and reclaim their life. She was brought to this work out of her own journey of transforming trauma and liberating her embodied self. You can find her over on Instagram as Awaken with Allie. And she also has this incredible self-attunement workbook that we're going to talk about. I know you're going to find this episode so, so valuable, comforting, and actionable. So let's dive in. Hello, Allie. Thank you so, so much for joining us on Make Bank. I'm so thrilled that you're here. Welcome, Mari. So thrilled to be with you. Thank you for having me. Of course. I know that this conversation is going to be so, so valuable for our listeners. I don't think I've ever really dedicated an entire conversation to the topics that we're covering today. So really talking about like mastering the nervous system, creating your reality, really getting in touch with your emotions and using that like self-work as a tool to be more grounded and get more of what you want more of what you want out of life and business. So yeah, just really, really grateful to have you and excited to dive in. All the good stuff. No, (laughs) I'm really, really excited. I'm really, really excited to bring this work to your audience. I'm sure they will benefit so much as I benefited. Yeah. So this work comes from the deep of my soul. So Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us that story. I know that oftentimes when you end up being an educator or a teacher or a coach, it comes from a place of like you having to learn that thing and that being a part of your life kind of by necessity. So I'm sure that you have a backstory and origin story as to how you came to being an expert in like trauma resolution and nervous system healing and all of that. So what does that story look like? 
Well, you said so well. It was a necessity. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was really a necessity. So I, at one point in my life, I found myself hitting rock bottom at a very low point in my life. In 2015, I was involved in a car accident that completely messed up my life, completely messed up my nervous system. So my life turned upside down. My body began to experience very strange things. So I had no idea what actually is happening with me. I could not perform professionally, personally. I literally hit rock bottom. So out of a synchronistic event, I came across yoga, meditation. And even though I didn't follow a path at that point, what they did to me was to really shift my perspective from the outside to the inside to really understand from where I started on this journey. I had no idea that there is such a thing as an insight. So I really started from the scratch and understood at one point on my healing journey that the most impacted aspect of ourselves is the nervous system. This is the software. This is how we experience life. It has been shaped from childhood. It has been shaped throughout our life. And really on this journey of healing is the part of us that has the potential to take us on the deepest aspects of healing. So I came to do this out of my own process of healing, out of my own experience of trauma healing. And by being an educator, by being a facilitator, it's my way to, to be grateful, to show life that I'm so grateful for this path. And to be able to experience life with such a different perspective and such a different experience. So yeah, it was, and it still is, such a journey. <laughs> always, always. I feel like any sort of personal development, whether it's working on the embodiment and the trauma healing and the side that you're really focused on, or just learning about yourself or hitting any type of goals like it's it's never ending like you're you're always learning there's always more to learn more to discover about yourself but what i think is really cool about your work is it's always going more and more inward and learning more and more about yourself and how to heal and how to be grounded and how to like attune to yourself i know that's a big you have your self attunement workbook right now like what i love about your work is that it's always learning more, being more, becoming more by going in versus needing to seek answers and clarity and information from outside of you? Well, this is a very, very important part of this journey. In the work with the nervous system, what I have learned and what I have been astonished to understand is actually that the nervous system requires less practice. The nervous system requires less effort, less doing. And we will dive into what is the nervous system and how the hectic world that we live in today has such a great impact on the nervous system. But as you said, tapping into that inner wisdom, tapping into that self-attunement, really understanding what our needs are, what our limits are, and the tuning to that level of experience, that's the key factor that actually shifts the experience of the nervous system. So self-attunement, self-connection, self-discovery, 
are such a great support for the nervous system. So yes, absolutely. That's so beautiful. So like you said, let's jump into like nervous system 101. Like for anyone who (laughs) is newer to this work or hasn't really educated themselves on how their nervous system operates or how it's impacting them. So in the most basic level of understanding, the nervous system is, I associate the nervous system as our software. So it's the software with which we interact with the world, with the environment, relationally. So it has been shaped from experience. We come into this world as a blank canvas. We come into this world with a potential. And then based on the environment we grow, based on the relationships that we have, then the brain and the nervous system begin to take shape, begin to develop certain pathways of response, certain roles, survival roles, certain beliefs. Our emotional experience is being shaped. So really we come into this world with a potential. But depending on the experience that we have, the nervous system then begins to take shape. So the nervous system, and I will refer here to the autonomic nervous system has two main branches is the sympathetic branch which is the mobilization aspect of the nervous system you can think about the day and the night like these two are the main branches of the nervous system what happens during the day where there is a lot of activity we need energy to do things to engage with life so this sympathetic pathway of the nervous system is the activator of energy is that Part which gives us energy. The other aspect of the nervous system is the parasympathetic. And here, as during the night, the system goes into a rest phase. The system becomes immobilized. So we deactivate, we rest. So between these two phases, activation and deactivation, this is how the nervous system is shaped and gives us energy and rest in order to function in the world. And I'm guessing another question of you is, what is that dysregulated nervous system? So when one of these two pathways, yes, when one of these two main pathways of the nervous system is out of balance, then the system becomes dysregulated. For example, when I'm having too much energy within my system, when my system, when my nervous system is always on the go, is always in the doing mode, always busy, 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 doing, 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 then the system has too much energy that it cannot regulate anymore. So that is called a dysregulated nervous system. In the same way, when the system becomes too immobilized, the system doesn't have enough energy to the system. So I'm fatigued. I'm always, I sleep, but I don't feel rested. I feel, I feel shut down. I feel disconnected. I feel not engaged. I feel frozen, trapped in my body. These are signs that the system is dysregulated towards immobilization phase. On the other spectrum, when the system is too activated, then my system is going to become anxious, panicky, hyper alert, hyper aroused. As I have difficulty wrestles, I have difficulty to sit still. And so, like this would be the main, the major ways in which the nervous system becomes dysregulated. And 
I imagine most of us have been experiencing all these symptoms at one point in our life, or we identified we identify with one of these symptoms as almost like a default. Yeah? So I used to say about me that I'm I'm in this I'm in this frozen state. Yes, I it's almost like I'm being frozen. Yeah, or some other people might say, well, I'm hyper alert all the time as it feels like my body is in this kind of hyperventilation or anxiety or panic all the time. So those could that be the people who say like, oh, I can never sit still or I can never get myself to like focus or relax? Like, could that be a symptom of dysregulation? If, if someone cannot like relax, then that's probably a red flag. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. When someone cannot relax, that's a clear sign that nervous system is experiencing a form of dysregulation. The nervous system functions on on this core cycle of activation, deactivation. And when this core cycle is impaired, then the nervous system is going to have signs of dysregulation. So I'm, when I'm not able to rest, when I'm not able to sleep, when, I'm, when my mind is racing compulsively all the time, when I cannot focus properly, when my mind races or jumps from one point to the other, that's a sign that the nervous system is lacking some resources. The nervous system needs some support right there. And the usual meditation, yoga, they are very beneficial. However, they don't have the depth to really address the nervous system. It has to really take into consideration the nervous system. These are ancient practices. And 5,000 years ago, the human nervous system was not so dysregulated, was not so traumatized as it is in today's world. We have so much stimulation the level of stimulation is so, so high and nothing changes within our nervous system. So the level of stimulation, the level of information grows, grows, grows. The level of stress, however, our nervous systems are so unsupported, are so ignored. So at one point, it's going to collapse. It needs support. Yeah. So when you say eventually it's going to collapse and you're going to need to support it in a, a greater way. And I definitely want to get into like tangibly what that means, but is it typically that people move through it as phases where maybe they are hyperactive, they are hypervigilant, they can't relax, like that might be kind of the first phase of dysregulation and then eventually their body can't sustain that anymore. And that's when they more go into the kind of like freeze state where they can't motivate and they can't like activate themselves or is it kind of, do, do they work in like a sequence or is it more one or the other, depending on the person? No, it works in a sequence. Yes, absolutely. It works on a sequence. So our bodies and our nervous system, they give us signals. However, because mm -hmm. we are a culture that are so much trapped in our heads, in our minds, and so disconnected from what happens in the body, we fail to hear the signal, the beginner signals of this regulated nervous system. So unfortunately, we only pick up when 
the symptoms become really intense. Yes, and some of the signals can be some kind of pain within the body, chronic tension. So we experience chronic tension in our jaws, in our shoulders. The, the, the stomach begins to clench. So the body enters into that state of contraction, of constriction, of tension. So we lose that experience of ease, of flow, as of, of, of really being alive in our bodies. And then we experience we have problems sleeping, so our bodies really struggle to ease into sleep really struggles to ease into sleep. So even if I'm sleeping, then I have very difficult sleep, you know, like perhaps I'm having nightmares and I'm having a rough sleep. And then when I wake up, I wake up in panic, I wake up in anxiety, or I wake up and feel that I didn't sleep at all. So I feel quite fatigued throughout the day. I feel fatigued. So really the sleep patterns are disturbed. And then I'm becoming really reactive, very easily reactive. My emotional experience seems to be very vulnerable. So there is a lot of emotional reactivity. I don't have so much emotional capacity. Emotions seem either overwhelming or I'm either disconnected from emotion. So my emotional experience seems that it's quite narrow. I don't have so much capacity for my emotional experience. So my mind is very racing. Yes, my mind is very chaotic, is very racing. It seems I have difficulty to concentrate, uh, so to, to stay focused. Another sign is procrastinating. Yes, I know that many, many folks who are in the business, they experience this procrastination. I have a vision. I want to do so many things, but it seems that something doesn't allow me. So that kind of procrastination, which is not, you know, a psychological procrastination. It's literally your nervous system being in a phase of dysregulation. Your nervous system is lacking some resources, some support. So it doesn't have what it takes in order to give you the energy to bring your vision into life. And so this would be some symptoms of this. And of course, if they are not addressed, they increase and increase up until a point when the system really enters survival mode and moves towards all their survival responses like chronic freeze or shutdown. So a lot of energy is involved in sustaining that survival response. Yeah, I've heard the saying that like your body will whisper and like tell you things and continue like basically increasing the volume. And, and if you continue to not listen, it will like yell at you and force you to listen. And so it's either like you prioritize your health, you prioritize regulating your nervous system, you prioritize rest as like a meat as a lifestyle or your body will force you to prioritize it once it's like too late and you have to kind of do damage control basically yes exactly healing is a lifestyle first and foremost healing it's a lifestyle so we have to begin to develop that lifestyle that takes into consideration the needs the limits and the capacity of our nervous system Otherwise, if we continue to ignore the nervous system, if we continue to ignore the body, 
then then the body will begin to 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 scream at us yeah so just like me we are forced then we have no other solution than to turn towards the body and listen and listen the moment that we understand we have a basic understanding of okay what's really happening you know why my body is having these symptoms just a basic understanding and then when we turn towards the body then when we learn a few basic skills the skills that unfortunately nobody taught us then when the body and the nervous system they feel a little bit more supported they feel less ignored they feel seen they feel heard and they finally say okay my needs seems to matter for someone so when we break this habit of ignoring then everything begins to shift so i'm going to create a lifestyle i'm going to create a business actually that is informed by my nervous system needs because what happens in general is i have a vision of a business and then i force my nervous system to adapt to that and here is the thing that's not going to work things have to change a little bit because i have to build a business taking into consideration the needs and the limits and the capacity of my nervous system because i cannot build a business without my nervous system being on board so that's going to take me if i want a long term business i have to bring my nervous system on board i have to make my nervous system my greatest ally yeah so we have to stop to force ourselves and dismiss this aspect of ourselves Mhm. It's so interesting that you explained it that way because I've experienced it personally and I've also seen so many clients experience it where you can operate from a place of a dysregulated nervous system for a while and it can actually feel like it's kind of serving you to be in a place of like hustle and chaos and like being very activated all the time like that can feel like it's serving you and that's allowing you to work harder, get more done, like show up for your goals and really push and it, it can feel like that's how it needs to be because that's how you've gotten things done historically and it's almost scary for and I, in in my past experience I I felt this way and I've had so many clients feel this way where it's almost scary to let go of that and it's almost scary to drop into a more regulated space and a space where you're not operating from like fight or flight or you're not in chaos <laughs> all the time because it feels less intense it feels like things are maybe happening slower even if that's not true but it's just such a different experience to be in a business and working on a business or even if it's a career maybe corporate or otherwise where you're not basically freaking yourself out all the time it feels so weird that it almost feels like unsafe to calm down yes yes this is how it is you know we want businesses we want a lifestyle we want relationships and we also want to experience those with a sense of aliveness we have to make some changes so here is the thing the nervous system and the brain they work best within familiarity So that is how they are designed to work best within familiarity. So if we look around, if we look to our culture, 
Well, what has been familiar? It has been the hustle culture. It has been do, 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 fight, 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 go on for your dreams, exhaust yourself, forget everything until you crash. So that's a familiar. This is how we have been raised. So that's, that's the dynamic within our nervous system. And on the other side, slowing down, taking more space, attuning to your own needs, asking questions internally, reflecting, ease, embracing ease, that is very, very unfamiliar. And this is why it feels so unsafe. And not only this, when we grow up within the spectrum of survival, then we develop certain survival roles. For example, a common survival role is the over-controlling. Another survival role is the pleasing, as the pleaser. Another survival role is the overachiever. Yes, another survival role is, you know, the, 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 the disconnected. Yeah, so we develop these survival roles and because we live through those, we are so identified, it becomes who we are. So now when I have to do some changes, when I have to open, when I have to come into a place of a bigger perspective, a perspective that includes not only the vision or the shoulds, you know, how my life should be, how my business should be, how much money I should make. But now when I have a bigger perspective and I say, okay, how can I do all those things, but actually feel at ease in my body, feel regulated in my body, feel balanced within my system, then that puts us on a path that is very, very unknown to most of us. My nervous system it feels unsafe. And everything that is unknown is experienced as unsafe. So I'm going to, you know, experience some resistance at the beginning. So the work at the nervous system, at the level of the nervous system, is really a work when we rewire the nervous system from the scratch. So we develop really new pathways of response. So we, we, we reshape the nervous system from the scratch. We begin to train, we begin to expose the nervous system to those internal conditions where we can have business, we can have money and feel at ease in our, in our bodies. So it's a complete shift and it's something that we, we have to implement moving forward.
Okay, hold on. I needed to interrupt this episode quickly because I've realized that it doesn't matter how hard you work or even how quote unquote productive you are, how many hours you put in, if you are going hard in the wrong direction, which is why it is so important to be clear and confident about your goals. And that's the exact reason why I've incorporated goal setting into all of my coaching programs. Because if my clients are not clear on their goals, if they don't know where we're going and why we're going there, it doesn't matter what strategies we pull out. It doesn't matter how much planning we do. We have to get clear on what the destination is first. And so I swear by this goal setting visualization, and it is something that previously was only available to my clients. It's a visualization that I lead and I walk you through. And now I've made it available for free for everyone. I swear by it. Even if you're not a visualization girly, I have just converted so many people into loving a good visualization with this exact exercise. So I'm going to leave a link to it in the episode description, or you can head immediately to mariewold.goals. That's M-A-R-I-E-W-O-L-D.com slash goals. Again, it is totally free. It will take you 25 minutes and I've hooked you up with a bonus workbook just to help you reflect and process and really start implementing on all the breakthroughs that you have. So enjoy. Let me know how it goes because I know it's going to be a game changer for you. And let's get back to the episode. So what are some examples of ways that we can implement new patterns or ways that we can start feeling safer in the ease in the rest? Like what, is it just a matter of sticking with it and like trusting that it it gets easier? Or what's your advice for people who are like, I want to do this. I want to believe you and trust you. And I want it to be easier, but everything in them is saying it's not safe. Like, do they just hang in there or are there tangible, you know, tools or maybe exercises or something that makes it makes it, I guess, organized. Practical. Yes, yeah, and more practical, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So this work at the level of the nervous system is a long-term work. So the nervous system is not going to change. It's not a quick fix. It's not an overnight change. If we have some perspective, we realize that we have developed whatever patterns we have at the moment during many, many years, almost, you know, the life that we had up until this moment. So the nervous system is not going to change and reshape so quickly. It's going to take a while. I'm not saying it's going to take all your life, but it's going to take a while because this is about condition. So it's not only about, you know, practicing something. A lot of people practice things, you know, almost by habit because they have to practice anything because, you know, so it's so common now to practice something, to meditate or do yoga. So it's not only about that. It's also about understanding how the needs and, you know, the limits, the capacity of your, of your nervous system. So it's about the conditions, the inner conditions that the nervous system needs to experience. So my advice Of course, every nervous system is unique in its responses, so this is not going to be a one-size-fits-all. This system, this this process is is unique to all of us. Everybody has their own responses and needs. However, 
basic things that I would encourage people to do is to slow down the pace of their life. To slow down. For example, practice this for the next two weeks. Slow down the pace of your life by 10%. Slow down the pace of your walking by 10%. Slow down the pace of your eating by 10%. When you're showering, shower a little slower. Feel the water of your, over your skin. And so slow down the pace of your work. Stop multitasking. So don't multitask so so much. Do one thing at a time and then the next one and then the next one. How this is going to help? The brain and the nervous system, they are processing instruments, capacities. So when we rush through life, when we run from ourselves, we force the nervous system to push almost like 95% of the information into the unconscious. So a lot of information that we experience, my brain and my nervous system cannot process it real time. So it's going to be pushed into the subconscious. And then at one point, my nervous system is going to want to process that information. And when it's going to do that? Well, at night when my system is, you know, a little bit more relaxed, when the level of stimulation is not so high, or it's going to remain into my body as a tension, as a contraction. So slow down, support your brain and your nervous system to process information real time. Look at things more intentionally. And what I, why I say 10%, because more than 10% is going to feel very unsafe for the nervous system. If 10% feels too much, then go down to 5%, even 2% that's going to help your nervous system. So start slow, start slow, but start by slowing down. Yeah, start by slowing down, by seeing things the way they are at the moment. Another supportive tool would be to make a habit, a routine to connect with your body through touch. The skin is the largest organ in the body, So any form of touch, self-touch, it's going to awaken the sensory capacity. It's going to awaken the body that is going to support so much the nervous system. So for one minute, two minutes throughout the day, in the morning, pause throughout the day and intuitively, intuitively notice what part of your body your hands may want to touch. So close your eyes and then let your hands intuitively go to a part of your body. Just be curious. Okay, where do my hands want to go at this moment? And then spend there some time. Be curious. Touch that part of your body. Perhaps it might might need to move a bit or perhaps only the the, the touch might be soothing or comforting. So connect to your body through touch, yes? And I would say the third practice would be to observe, to observe your thoughts, yes? To really observe your thoughts. Take a few moments, a few minutes, one minute, two minutes, close your eyes and observe the content of your head, yes? What kind of thoughts do you have? So these three practices are really supportive. I love that. Yeah, those are so helpful. And I think it's like, it always feels very relieving when something that feels like such a big 
maybe weight or pressure, you know, like the, the concept of having, oh, I have a dysregulated nervous system, like that sounds really big, but the solutions can be really simple and really tangible and things that you can just like incorporate into your day-to-day life without huge changes, at least to start like starting with, I love the 10% rule. And I know that when I first made it like a goal to slow down and like prioritize more rest and support my nervous system more, I had so much resistance around slowing down because I was like, oh, well, then I'm going to achieve less. Like I will get less stuff done and I will do less. And I'm very much like a goal-driven achiever, overachiever type of person. So achieving less or getting less done sounded like a really bad outcome. But what I found is like, first of all, I was doing so much that wasn't necessary. Like I, it just made me learn how to prioritize better and I'm getting the same results. I'm seeing, like I'm still reaching all of my goals. I'm just doing less busy work or like unnecessary stuff. And another thing that we talk about with riding, I'm an equestrian and I do show jumping. And another thing we talk about with riding is that smooth is fast. And so the the smoothest way for you to get around the course is actually the fastest way and the way that you can win and like have the shortest amount of time on course. It's like smooth is fast. Chaotic is not actually fast. It, it wastes time, like multitasking wastes time, living in chaos, like running around like, like crazy wastes time and actually being smoother and like more intentional and having your priorities in alignment makes everything happen faster, but it feels so much easier because it's smooth. Absolutely. I love this. And when we connect more with the body, we also tap into that intuitive aspect of us. So then we have less doubt. We have less doubt. We have less rumination about the decisions that we make. It's almost like an airplane that has four engines, but because of the conditioning, then it runs only with half an engine, which is, you know, for most of us, the intellectual mind. But now that we begin to expand, we realize, oh, wait a minute, I have the intuition, I have the body, I have the nervous system, I have all this intelligence that I've never tapped into. So why am I running with just one engine when I can expand and have all these intelligent functions. And then my life seems to be much easier. If I compare my life with before, I mean, I take decisions. I I don't even involve the intellectual mind so much because it feels... it, It feels clearer to me now. Yeah, So it's not that pressure of the of I have to make the right choice or the doubt. So the, everything that is, it's almost like it's not, it's not in my experience. Everything begins to be a bit simpler, more accessible, more fluid, more in flow, whether before there was so much friction, so much conflict. So it, it depends on where your energy is involved. When the energy is a lot involved in keeping the system in survival, 
well, that's going to, we have less energy to actually implement the dreams and implement the vision. So when the system runs more smoothly, then of course you have much more energy. It's almost like a car. Yeah, it's a car that runs smoothly. You know, it takes you further. It takes you far away. Yeah, so you can trust it. You really can trust it. Yeah, and I know that there are going to be people listening who are like, okay, Ali, all of this sounds great. Like I want to regulate my nervous system. I want to feel better. I want more ease and more intuition and to feel more grounded. How long is it going to take? Like, I know that people are going to immediately want to put a timeline on it and know with certainty, like, okay, how long do I have to like meditate? How long do I have to be slow for? So what is your response to people who want to put a timeline on this work? Yes, I'm going to disappoint some of them. But two things I want to say here. Two things I want to say here. Number one, the mistakes that I see people, not necessarily mistake, but the setbacks that I often see when people come to this work, they come with that driven mindset. Yes, they seem to, to, to understand that this is like, you know, a goal, like a business goal. Well, it's not like this. We are speaking about a life experience. We are speaking about a life process. You cannot put a goal, you know, on your nervous system because you, you know, you didn't wake up one day and said, today I'm going to dysregulate myself. Today I'm going to be in fight and flight. You didn't do that. So this is about safety. The safer your nervous system feels, the more it's going to regulate, yes, the more capacity for regulation it has. So number one, don't come to this work from that mindset of putting a, you know, a, a timeline or a deadline or a goal. Don't make the work of the nervous system a goal. And number two, when we approach this work from that controlling mindset, actually it's going to be met with more resistance from the nervous system. The nervous system is this, this very gentle, intelligent part of us that wants to be met with, that it wants to be seen, it wants to be heard, it wants to be supported, it doesn't want to be pressured. So when we move, to, when we turn towards the nervous system with that driven mindset, that controlling mindset, then what we do is actually put more pressure, yes? And that is going to be met with resistance. So it's not about the deadline. However, as I mentioned previously, it's going to take a while. It's not going to take, you know, it depends on so many elements. But, you know, if you understand the work, if you really put it in practice, if you really make some life changes, like lifestyle changes, then I would say one year, two years, you can experience shifts in your nervous system and then you can build on that. Yes, you can build on that. But again, it depends on so many factors. <laughs> yeah. And in my experience, it's very much been process and a not, not a linear situation. Like I have not made consistent like okay, level one, check, level two, check, level three, check, like depending on what season of life I'm in or what other things are stressing me out or what's happening in my business. Like it's very easy to find yourself reverting back to that old programming of like hustling and pushing and operating from like a dysregulated place, but it's all just like an opportunity to keep practicing it. Like it's, it's something that you have to be very 
aware of and like present to because you are going you're you're working on so much years and years and years of like conditioning and so I think I'm very much still in it but my advice to anyone who's like starting this is just give yourself so much grace be patient with yourself and like know that it's an an ongoing practice and something that you have to continually show up for it's not like a box that you check and then you move on it's almost like the survival I call this this regulation phase the survival phase so the survival has momentum and that is not only about the dysregulated nervous system it's about the conditioning it's about all these survival roles it's about you know the traumas that remain unresolved so it's This is what I call the survival momentum and really has momentum. It has a lot of energy. It has a lot of attention. So healing, it's a transitional phase. Healing, it's a phase where we begin to transition from the old survival into the new. However, the new doesn't have such a momentum. Yeah, so we have to build it. We have to build it. And until we build it, we will revert back to the old momentum. So it's a back and forth. It's a back and forth. The old has a stronger momentum. And until I'm building the new one, it's going to take a while. So it feels I'm going backwards because the old momentum draws me. You know, that's the familiar. That's the familiar. But then intentionally, with more awareness, with more presence, yes, I'm coming back to my vision. I'm coming back to the new. Yeah, so easily, patiently with perseverance, then I'm building a new momentum, a new momentum, bit by bit, bit by bit. And at one point it feels, okay, I have, I, ha- I have more room. Yes, the old doesn't pull me so much. It feels I can navigate this, I can be. Yes, and then slowly, slowly, new pathways begin to develop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the the description of momentum because that's felt really true for my experience with this. And it's it's like the the longer you stick with it and the more you practice, the easier it is to drop back into that like regulated place or do the the practices and the habits and the rituals that like help you get there faster and it gets easier and easier. But like initially it will feel like an uphill battle and that doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. It just means that you're doing something new. Yes, and we are so poorly trained at being patient. We we want so much quick fixes, overnight results. <laughs> but again, this is a life process. Yes, we are speaking of, of a very, very deep, deep life process. So it's going to it's going to take a while. Right. Okay, amazing. So I know that everyone listening is now feeling really inspired and like lit up to dive into more of this work and learn more about what you do because there are so many layers to this. Like it was so hard for me to narrow down what I even wanted to talk to you about today because even if I just go skim like your Instagram, every single post is like a whole, could be a whole conversation. And so I definitely want people to know where to find you. I would love for you to tell us about your self-attunement workbook and just give people, you know, ways to connect with you. So I hope that your audience has benefited from this information and the, the tiny practices we offered and the insights we offered them. For those who felt inspired, they can find me on Instagram. My page is Awaken with Ali. 
at Awaken with Ali. I offer their free information. I have made, you know, it's part of my purpose to make this work available to so many people. You have there a lot, a lot of information and insight. I have a guide. It's called the Self-Attunement Workbook, a night a nine-week step-by-step guide when I take you day by day, day by day, and I offer you guidance, practices, and tools, all very simple. You don't need to struggle with them, but it's giving you a consistent guidance. You don't have to think about what I have to do today, so I'm relieving you from that. I have a deep understanding of the nervous system in relation to trauma, the mind, So I I understand what the nervous system needs. Every single day for nine nine weeks, I'm guiding you through a variety of practices, tools, reflection, and inquiries so that you can begin to build a foundation for this work. The guide is self-paced. If you cannot follow the pace, that's absolutely okay. You do it at your own pace. You can come back. And the workbook is designed so that you can do it in a cyclical way. So when you have finished the round of nine weeks, then you take a pause of two, three weeks and then you start again because this is in layers, yes? This is in layers. So the more that you experience, the more you become familiar, new layer, new layers are going to unfold for you. And I am now in the process of, yeah, so for everybody who is interested in the workbook, they can find it on my Instagram page. And I'm writing now a new book. Hopefully, I'm going to launch it very soon. Yes, it's called Embodied Healing. And it's, again, it's about the nervous system and how we can regulate and repair and discover ease, probably for the first time. <laughs> you know, when I, when I started many times on my healing journey, I... You know, like people speak about self-connection and discovering your true self. And I realized like what that means, you know, I have never experienced myself other than, you know, being frozen or disconnected or in this controlling mode. Yeah, amazing. I'm so excited for everyone to dive into more of your work. Your workbook sounds incredible. I'm on my way to grab it myself because I would love to just have that, that kind of daily guidance and have it be something that it's one less thing to think about and it's a daily practice to just come back to yourself and like make it a habit and be in, in the routine of practicing all of this. So I'm going to go grab that. It sounds amazing. Thank you so, so much for sharing your time and your wisdom and your expertise with us. We are so grateful. Thank you so much for having me, Marie. Thank you so much.